Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan. And today's episode is a chat with Boston comedian Matt Shaves, who I'll talk a little bit more about in just a moment. Before we get into today's episode, a quick reminder of a way that you can help support us at the Geek Generation. If you are an online shopper, you undoubtedly use Amazon at some point. When you do shop on Amazon, we hope that you would get to the site by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. When you go to that address, it will still bring you to the Amazon front page. And then any purchases that you make, a little kickback of that purchase will come our way and help pay for what we do over here. It doesn't cost you any extra money, and it is a nice and easy way that you can help support us. So again, that's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. So today's episode, uh, Matt Chaves, a comedian from Boston. I've known Matt for about a year or so now. Uh, We've done a handful of shows together, mostly geek comedy nights, which is something we'll talk a little bit in the episode about. He is a self-professed dweeb, something else we also talk about, and uh, has some geeky interests that vary from my own, which is always exciting for me to explore because I get to learn about new things, too. Matt's very funny, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So here's my conversation with Matt Chaves. Yeah, it was uh, the the trip down yesterday. It was nuts. Uh, my GPS barfed repeatedly when we got into the city, and it was like, "You wanted to go to East Sixteenth," and I was like, "No, regular Sixteenth, please." And it was like Sixteenth Ave, and I was like, "No, let's <laughs> not go on a like driving tour of Brooklyn during rush hour traffic, please." That's the beauty of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't. I didn't end up in like the Bronx or anything insane, but it did take me on the worst possible route yeah i was just like hit so many children with my car by accident. <laughs> just like like they have no fear no you the city, don't give a fuck about anything just people just popping out left and right today i, I saw a guy towing a halal food truck you know how there's like yeah. the halal stands yeah. he was towing one and he almost like t-boned this guy making an illegal left it was the most new york thing i've ever <laughs> like if if both drivers had gotten out of their cars and gone hey i'm driving here it right, would have right. been like less new york it was just like like halal food truck to the face boston's one thing like but at least there's some restraint like in new york they might as well be lemmings yeah no it's it was it was legit nuts and the honk trigger is quicker there too oh my god yeah i i would like people honk when the light changes despite the fine like preemptive or whatever yeah i don't know what it is they're like they no fucks given about that and the intersections on average are better Mm -hmm. but they have way more stoplights so everything takes longer and when they do want to do a crazy intersection, they go hard in the paint. They yeah. go nuts. There was some shit there that, like, even looking at the GPS and then looking at reality, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what was happening. Like, you know how ComAv <laughs> has those, like, local lanes? Yeah, yeah. Which are sweet. Yep. Local lane situation going on uh, on, like, both sides. Two different roads. You know how you get the double intersections? I mean, mm-hmm. where it's, like a two-way road and then another two-way road but they're like parallel yeah and once you go in to make a turn onto one it's the same yes they got that shit going on with the local lanes and then just a <laughs> random non-parallel piece of shit coming through new road and so i had to i had to the only apparently legal way to get where i was trying to go yeah was to come out of the one of them into the local lane but i'm just turning through it onto the non-parallel and then one of the perpendicular it's such ones. a clusterfuck it was like i i like i've seen what like it was it was on parallel with what i saw in ecuador yeah <laughs> where they just don't obey the paint at all like they just like there's just no culture of lanes it's just like pavement is free to drive on really We're doing this yeah See, i've I mean, never like, been to ecuador so i don't know yeah we like uh i was only there for a couple of days i went to the galapagos okay but we we had a driver from the airport 
uh, pick us up. And, and like, that is probably, I don't know if I was actually in any danger, mm-hmm. but it, it felt like I was dying the whole time. It <laughs> yeah. felt like, like my perception of time slowed down with adrenaline, you know, like I got tunnel vision and it was just like, it's basically like wanted. And then yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened. It was like, like I, I'm in my memory. It's just born identity flashbacks. Yeah, that yeah. whole, that whole situation. Oh my God. Uh, so like it was, it, it felt, it felt like that. Do they drive on the opposite side too? I don't think so. No. In my in my memory, it was on it's the all right a hand, hazy, but thing, it's all like it's all a ha- yeah, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my my brain definitely rewrote some of that to like preserve the like trauma part away. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> what do you want to talk about, man? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I want to talk about comedy because okay. you've been doing comedy for a couple years now. Couple years. Couple years, and recently, like, made it full time. Yeah. No, I no. mean, I'm <laughs> I'm underemployed. Okay, but there's I mean, there's no. There's no pretense of like comedy paying anything. You sure. know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's still that's still a long way off. How frequently do you go up a week? I would say it you know, it varies. Uh on average, I'd say three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um and if, you know, I've got a bunch of shows in a week, it might be more like four or five or six. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's that's if I'm hustling. I, I can't even imagine. More. I make it once or twice. Yeah, but I I would say I would say three to four. Yeah, and four is a is a good solid week. It's harder for me. for me to get to the show. Yeah, because I mean I have to drive like forty five fifty minutes. From suburbia. The motivation of going to the show is the hardest part for me. Right, right. Once you're there, right, you're there. But yeah, I mean that's that is the benefit of of paying city type rent is that yeah. I can walk to. I just hate a fucking cities, man. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Are you, where are you from? Are you a country kid? I grew up in North Attleboro. Okay. So I'm not like a city guy necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just driving into cities, I get like anxious. Like really? it's it's not as bad right now or whatever. And there's like nice looking college girls around too. So that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Incentives. But uh but like at night, especially in Boston, like New York's crazy and stuff, but at least they have the grid system. Mm-hmm. So you feel like if you miss something you can get but Boston is just such a mess as far no, as if you if the you map. miss picking up, you know, Star Drive or whatever, you you're in trouble. Yeah. You are going to need to find a way back, and it's going to be tough. And I feel like most people have the uh, the benefit of using the public transportation and the ease of that. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm always bringing my car in. Yeah, oh, and it's I like, mean, where the fuck am I going to park? Nope. And... It's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's interesting that like I I'm from essentially North Attleboro as well. I'm from Holliston. I oh, okay. Talked about I this. used to work there. Yeah, yeah. Where did you work in Holliston? Harvard Apparatus. Oh, did you know a kid named Andrew Brockert? I don't think so. When did you work there? Do you I know was what there years? for two summers. It was my junior and senior year in high school. My my best friend's dad was the VP. But you're a little older than me. Yeah. So it was ninety eight and ninety nine. Mm, okay. So you would have you would have been before my friend worked there. Okay. F- so funny coincidence, uh, number two there. Not only did you work at a place that one of my close friends in high school worked at. Yeah. The pumps that you guys make yeah for the listeners at home harvard apparatus <laughs> makes uh like syringe pumps. syringe pumps biomedical is, supply company <laughs> yeah it's basically it's like if a robot was going to do heroin this is what he'd do it with <laughs> yeah like, absolutely uh, i'm surprised i could even say the name and you recognize no, the company not only not only do i recognize the, the company but my the last real job that i had really i used harvard apparatus syringe pumps every day no kidding like like, like you use pencils in school like they were 
a, a day-to-day part of my routine. That's insane. So that's that's a funny coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I things. was one half of the graphic design department for two summers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was just two nice. of us, yeah. Yeah, those things ruined my day on more than one occasion because <laughs> they'd like freeze or lock up when you weren't looking and yeah. it just screws everything up. Yeah. And they'd like barf liquid cadmium everywhere. <laughs> oh, not Jesus. exciting. Not exciting. Or very exciting, but not in a good way. Right, right. But yeah, no, that, okay. So you were... What were we even talking about? What happened? I don't know. There was the... Oh, yeah, I'm from Holliston. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was going to say North Adelboro and Holliston are the same town, Pretty basically. Pretty much, yeah. But I, I I, get, like, freaked out and, and like, bothered going back to suburbia now. Really? Yeah. And I, like, way prefer the just cities in general. Like, the last time I was in New York, not this trip, but the one before, I was, I was walking through... It wasn't technically Times Square, but it was, like... Like on Forty Second okay. Street at three a.m., and I saw like I don't know if they were tourists or not. I assume, <laughs> but there was like a mom, you know, thirty to forty year old woman with a little kid. I hope her own. Uh, they looked similar, exact same blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like pointing at stuff, you know, just like like doing the tourist at thing at three a.m. at three fucking in the morning. Yeah, and so. But and to me, that's the best thing on earth. To me, that like that right like, in well, suburbia, like, everything shuts down. No, like you like there are raccoons out at three a.m. Yeah, you know, and like, serial killers and serial killers <laughs> and raccoon serial killers, which are the worst. They are. The question now is they have their own masks. You, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's say okay. So you you voted. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask the viewers at home. Are you now picturing a raccoon that kills people? Right. A raccoon that kills other raccoons. Yeah. Or. A, like a dude dressed up like a raccoon killing people <laughs> or a human that kills raccoons. Like there's the raccoon serial killer is I a, pictured a human cosplaying a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosplaying as a raccoon <laughs> yeah. killing other, other furry humans. cosplayers. That would take it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would of furries. Yeah, yeah. But but within the community right, or something. Right, yeah. Right. Like like a self hating furry uh, <laughs> who goes on a rampage. He wakes up one day and realizes he has the fetish, so he just starts slaughtering yeah, others in yeah, hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing like um the end of uh seven where like <laughs> it opens the box and it's just like a rabbit costume head. <laughs> Is somebody's head within that, or is yeah, it? I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't actually seen that's that part movie. Of the mystery. That's part of the mystery. They don't yeah. show it. That's the that's the inception top of Open-ended. this movie that we're now going to write. Oh yeah. I, I, no, that's you know, such you know, a niche you know, movie. You know, do you know what the movie is called? Do you know what the title is? Oh no, Hell hath no furry. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. All now right. it's now it's recorded and it's copyright and so now, nobody can steal yeah, the intellectual property. Put this shit on the internet. You all heard it here first. Coming soon. in a world. If somebody doesn't create a poster of that in Photoshop, I will be disappointed. Yeah. You all have homework. <laughs> Everyone has homework now. Get your hell hath no oh. furry posters in. It's <laughs> fucking funny. All T-shirts right. to follow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. Raccoon serial killers, all that's out. At Ed Holliston at three in the morning. Yeah. But like it's, you know, it's bright as daylight and there's like people playing conga drums and shit in the street and there's tourists just po- like with a little kid. The kid was like four years old or whatever, just being like, hey, look, buildings. And the kid is like, yeah, awesome. And you can just do that. Right. It, it The city doesn't sleep. It sounds cliche, but it's true. Remember when you were a kid and fucking huge buildings were the best thing ever? Yeah. Because they were almost dinosaurs, <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. concrete. Like the worst transformer, but still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what meets the eye, but damn, it is gigantic. 
You know, I, I, I remember going the first time I went to New York City as a little kid because uh, my dad is from Brooklyn mm-hmm. back when it was still like owned by the Native Americans. Oh, okay. Um, like people talk about Brooklyn like, oh, Brooklyn used to be tough. My dad lived in Brooklyn before it got tough like the first time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's how long ago it was. Like there were no gangs. There was actual Italian mob. You know, like the FBI didn't know yet. Yeah. You know, like in The Godfather, like the FBI is kind of confused about what to do with the rise of organized crime. Like that's my dad's Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. And so he he took us there to like visit where he was from and see the city and stuff. And I distinctly, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a everybody loves Raymond line or something. But I was in the car. We were driving through Manhattan, coming you know down the island, going headed towards downtown. Mm-hmm. And my dad, we get there, we get into the twenties or whatever. And it says, oh, you know, like this is downtown. And I said out loud, I said, Dad, this whole place is downtown because to me, downtown meant where stuff was developed. Right, right. You know, and we've been passing these these concrete canyons for miles now yeah and i was just like no it's like it's like an entire world made out of downtownness. <laughs> uh i'm just getting like vertigo looking at the buildings yeah 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 i didn't go to new york till i was in high school and we did like an nbc tour with uh my video class oh that was the whole thing so the like, first time like i went to new york nbc well it was uh i don't know if it's sponsored by them but we paid to do that i think that was but you went to like Something their that was studios. Part of our curriculum. That's what you yeah. Mean, but okay. The first time I went to New York, I went on the floor of Saturday Night Live. Whoa! Like and Conan O'Brien and like that. It was nuts. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cr- they like came out and were like, "Hey kids, welcome to yeah. show business." <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? And you look at the SNL room, and you're just like, "This is really fucking small, yeah. <laughs> like comparatively to what it's perceived on TV and everything." Right, right, because right. you know it's shot. From yeah, the they're all in. so tiny. It's crazy. That's nuts. It was pretty. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Did you? Did you like? get lost on the way to the bathroom and like walk in on like Amy Poehler doing coke or something. No, like, I wish, like, I wish. Just, like, there's, there's no crazy story of like, and then they just had a closet full of dead dogs. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with the dead dogs. If only. The janitor was just like, shh. <laughs> and people would have been like, who's Amy Poehler? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I realized as I was like, the time timing on this is more like, right. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know my SNL well enough to be like, I think like Mike Myers, big. David okay. Spade, Chris Farley days. Okay. I think. Phil Hartman, at least. He was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That seems a little early for your high school. Well, you didn't say high school, though. Yeah, high school. Uh, North Attleboro was like mm-hmm. 99 is when I graduated. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, maybe. It was probably the end of their run. That era, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Chris Farley just like taking a catastrophic dump. <laughs> just, like, What's up, man? You just hear something fall in a closet, and you're like, what the hell's that? Oh, it's just Farley dropping a deuce. <laughs> Literally dropping a deuce. <laughs> So when you're writing, what's your process like? Are you one of those people who uh, like kind of tries to devote part of your day to sitting down and actually making like a work ethic out of it? Or is it just kind of a, when you're inspired, you sit down and it just pours out? In general, it's more like the latter mm-hmm. than the former. I would say uh, what usually happens, there, there are two two ways it can happen. Mm-hmm. One, if if a thing occurs in my life, like a, like a story happens... Uh, like, I, you know, I walk in, I see Chris Farley taking a dump somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the joke usually gets written on the spot mm-hmm. in my head. Like, I'll, like as I'm leaving that environment, my brain will, rec- like, start turning it into a yeah, joke. Yeah, I'll yeah. start trying to write it actively. You know, by the time I get home, I'll sit down, type up whatever I have as the first draft mm-hmm. all at once, like, in a in a paragraph or whatever. And then, you know, it gets worked out over the course of mics and sure. I go back and edit it and stuff. 
Um, assuming it doesn't just kill the first time like it usually does. <laughs> hey, yo. Dick, 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 dick. Uh, Are you a word-for-word writer, or is it more bullet points with you and just kind of remember the the pieces? I would say 90% of the time it's like word-for-word. Word. Yeah. Um, there are some jokes that, for whatever reason, I'll type them up as bullet points. Like, if I'm you know, about to fall asleep or whatever, and I have I just get home from someplace, and I'm like, oh, I want to write this down so I right. forget it. I'll put it in bullet points, and then I, I won't ever write it out, but that's rare. Usually I sit down, and I like write the whole thing out. And then go from there. Yeah, um, and that's like that's so that that's how it happens if a, if a thing inspires a real sure. life story or anecdote or whatever. Uh, and then the other the other jokes that I write that are like, I think of them as the as the theory ones where it's like this is an idea. Mm-hmm. Now now he's talking about tomatoes. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I didn't yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a conversation with a tomato that inspired that joke. It's like I had a thought about tomatoes for whatever reason. Right. Uh, you know, whatever I banged my head on that night prompted tomatoes to come out in the morning. Uh, and those, I usually, like, I'll have the idea, I'll put it down, and then I'll sit on it for 24 or 48 hours and then go back and actually type it all Okay. Um, but it's it's usually not, like, 2 to 4 p.m. is writing time. Right, right. I've, I almost never sit down to write anytime i've tried to it's just like now's not the time yeah once in a while i'll get something but it's rare yeah feels like a a lot of time devoted to not a lot of outcome yeah right now for me the limiting factor is stage time like i like there there are jokes there's always way more jokes that i want to try out Mm -hmm. than i have minutes on stage so the writing it's has not become like a limiting reagent so to speak right right uh if it if it did if i was like oh there's nothing i have nothing new to work on i you know i might i might have to try that but right now uh you know as i'm starting out there's enough like diseased backlog of ideas that yeah. need to come out generating more than trying yeah right exactly now, yeah. and and definitely it's abandoning a good problem to have though it is except that it, i i would say i definitely abandon premises too soon oh yeah um yeah, because I mean it's tough, and this is you know going to get real inside baseball real fast. If you if you you know in a, in a scene the size of Boston, there's only so many open mics to get up at, only so mm-hmm. many shows to do for someone you know starting out like me. And if you if you do an open mic a few times with a with a joke mm-hmm. and you're trying to tune it, the majority of the people sitting in front of you are your friends and coworkers, so to speak. And they've seen it before. And they've seen it before, right. and so it becomes impossible to get a read on the change that you've made. Yep. Um, and so, you know, this is a, a common complaint. I'm sure you've interviewed comics to the same thing where it's just like, if a joke doesn't work the first few times or you don't get it close enough that you can like try it at actual shows, mm-hmm. uh, then you you like, it gets abandoned a right. lot of the time. Right. At least, at least long enough that people forget about it and six months later you can work on it again. Yeah. And yet know? an open mic crowd is the worst test audience. It, even though it, is it's... it isn't people complain about it for sure yeah i mean there's you know there's issues of attentiveness or whatever there is something to be said for uh like to me it's it's pretty binary mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a strong binary if you can get a if you get a real laugh one real laugh out of three minutes of silence you know that tag worked you know That's that you know what i mean yeah like it's a it's a big weight or like i'm, I'm trying to think of like um what comes to mind is the the geology hardness test. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? It's like a scale of one to ten or whatever. Yeah. 
where it's like there's these there's certain standardized minerals and, and you scratch it with whatever you're testing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. So if, I remember doing that in elementary school. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's that's exactly where I, I yeah, was yeah. like middle school or something. We did the scratch test and yeah. it's like it doesn't tell you what you're fucking holding. It's right. not like oh now you're holding this mineral, but it either scratched it or it didn't. You know. Yeah. Did it scratch diamond? No, it's not diamond then. Right. Right. And to a certain extent, I'm looking for diamond. So. If it can't if it can't scratch the open mic crowd, it's not gonna like kill with a real crowd. Right. You know? And that doesn't that doesn't mean you should give up on it. It's not the best data, but when it the opposite, when it does work, mm-hmm. if you get something, it's it's often a really good sign, yeah. I would say. See, I think so. I started off a little spoiled because my first show ever going up was the the Star Trek themed geek comedy night ah, see, that we did. The worst thing that can happen to you in a casino is win on the first hand. Right. So I I went from that and and that was, my perception was that was kind of like an open mic. That was a dope show. It was. That it was, was a, a really fantastic good one. show. That was the one where we, there was the contest of like uh which is the worst Star Trek. Yes. Did, did you do one of those? Was I that, didn't know. Okay. No, I just did I remember a Casey, normal set, but like he won the the event so to speak. Yeah, Casey yeah. Malone for those of you listening at home you should go check out. He's an amazing comic. He's actually I'll plug my friend. He's going to be if you're out in Worcester, mm-hmm. uh check out Sean Connolly's late night show. Uh he does a late night style show at the Lucky Dog. I got a chance to do it recently and the next one uh which you should look on Facebook for cuz I forgot the <laughs> date. Uh Casey Malone's going to do like a 15 minute set cool. on that show. So, quick Very plug cool. for a really cool guy. We'll throw links in the show notes for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll put the event on there. Yeah. That would be that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, Casey uh, had a, a brilliant description of why. I think he might have done Nemesis, but I forget. Yeah. I forget which Star Trek it was. But he 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 drilled that. But that was a whole cool feature. Yeah. Anyway, you were and saying that show was that crazy. Show. It was yeah. awesome. But I my perception was that that was kind of like an open mic, <laughs> and I would have crowds nope. like that. Nope. <laughs> that was so wrong. <laughs> like forty super hyped people with like the shared interests, right? All sober. I was and paying like, oh, attention. this is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This, oh and then goodness. you go to an actual open mic where it's just you and like five other comics who are too busy analyzing their own sets in their head yeah. to pay attention to yeah. yours. And you're just yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, if you're lucky, it's five other comics because at least you'll be done quickly then. More realistically, it's like 35 right. other comics <laughs> all like blacking out in the corner uh, until they get to go And everyone up. can do one minute. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so right, you have right. no time to build up anything. You get on stage, you see the light. You're like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many... It's a it's a common gripe, obviously, uh, and the, you know I don't know I don't know what the solution is, but there are there are so many like strange and limiting uh, factors to open mic as like a development yeah. tool. Yeah, and I, I mean I know there's I mean some comics don't really do them, you know, even starting out. Just I, like, then how do you even get anything? Like that's I I think if if your if your if your brain works well enough that you can. Write a joke at home. Yeah, you know, I don't know how you get on shows, right? But if you know, if you can get one and then and then do well, it it makes sense to me that some people don't do them. Right. It's I've had thoughts of uh, and I, I have a couple places I could approach with this of starting my own open mic, but 
get people in the door maybe in another way and have them be there and active for them like knowing that it's a comedy themed evening so for instance mm. doing like a live podcast but having like three or four guys get up and be like hey you want to do like five ten minutes just because and okay. then have all those guys on the podcast afterwards oh interesting that way they have plenty of opportunity to hopefully do their stuff in front of a crowd that maybe came for the podcast but are very open to comedy sure sure yeah you, i mean you you have to self-select a very good and like active audience for that yeah and you have to you have to then make it you know a so to speak a booked open mic which is which is a tough thing to do yeah because then people are going to be very very hesitant to do new jokes you know if you're given if 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 i get put in front of a crowd that's that excited mm -hmm. and there's just a few of us and we're doing five or ten minutes i'm like there's like just the part of me that wants to be a comic, the part of me that wants to like see people laugh, the yeah. like good part of my yeah, identity yeah, yeah. Yeah. is just gonna, it's just gonna be like, no, give them, give them the shit, you know, like give them jokes that have a chance of actually making people exactly. happy. Uh, but if you could pull that off, I mean, that would be, yeah, that'd be spectacular. Yeah. People would be, people would be knocking down your door to come and participate in that. It's in my brain. Yeah. See, I have a couple places I can go to with it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be watching creepily <laughs> over your shoulder to see when that occurs. I will, as they say, see it when I believe it and be excited for it. Yeah. Really so you've cool. been doing the geek shows for how long now? A while or geek comedy, man. I'm trying to remember when uh, Kevin Harrington first approached me about those. I'm gonna say it's about a year. Mm -hmm. I could uh, I could go check the records, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's about a year. And um, yeah, I mean they're amazing. They've been they're on hiatus right now. I know. Right. But um, yeah. If I I mean if I can plug my own thing no, for a second, absolutely, we, man. Uh, recently got a bunch of dates booked for Kamikaze. Yep. Um, in the coming uh, sort of like starting in January of 2015. So there's gonna be gonna be a new show. I'm not gonna announce any details right now. It's all very <laughs> carefully under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there will be there will be a strong continuation of geek comedy going on there. Awesome. Um. And the more of that, the better. Yeah, that, that place is so great. Yeah, I, I mean, as a as a small as a small venue, it's hard to pick. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't you couldn't draft a better small venue in your brain. Right. I mean, you know, if they were allowed to sell weed brownies there, I you know, like I don't know <laughs> if like they had laser tag in the basement. I guess it could be better. Right. But yeah, you know, it's like interest themed. The the guys who run it are just the absolute best. Yep. It's the perfect size for a small show next to the, you know, train stop. Yeah. And you can buy awesome. a comic book on your way out. Like, we're done here. That's a wrap. Why yep. do we have comedy shows anywhere else? <laughs> Why is that a thing? And this is the crowd I want anyway. Right. Because right. they're going to give me the false hopes that when I take this material out to a regular crowd, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get your references no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, one, the one time I've been heckled at Kamikaze was a guy fact checking me. And, and he was right. I was, I was, entirely wrong and he just wanted me to get my history straight right. that was his only issue uh and i was like no that's perfect that's that is <laughs> well the then he did you a favor yeah now, no, now you're absolutely. gonna go out with the actual fact. I, I misidentified uh harvey milk as the mayor of san francisco oh, okay. city councilor mayor was also assassinated in that same attack okay an, uh, an understandable mistake on my part but a, <laughs> but an important one nonetheless and uh and this guy <laughs> so just shouted out just like, no. he, he raised his hand didn't wait <laughs> he but he, he raised his hand out of i assume scholastic habit right and uh and just city councilor he was, he was a city councilor and like you know like like clearly kind of felt bad about it <laughs> and then just backed away <laughs> yeah and i was like no no man that's legit that's if funny. you if you just start yelling stuff, I'm gonna make fun of you know your heritage or whatever. But if you come at me with with actual information <laughs> yeah. that I should know if I'm telling the joke, no, that's respect right that's there. So funny. That's awesome.
So, so. so let's go back to uh, little Matt Chaves growing up. Because oh, clearly, clearly you have uh, an extensive geek knowledge to be able to do all these different theme shows and everything. Where did that kind of geek bug bite you originally? I mean, from from the get go, there yeah. was no there was no point in time in which there was no moment where I was like. Where I wasn't a giant dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a, like a tiny dweeb, right, physically. Right. Um, it's funny. So both my parents are teachers, okay. which I'm sure contributed uh, or exacerbated the issue. Um, but like, no, I mean, I, I read myself nearsighted as a little kid. I yeah. played with Legos as soon as I had enough fingers to do so. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, I, I always thought I wanted to be a scientist and then kind of made that happen as an adult and then was like actually this is terrible and then syringe pumps started and then breaking syringe pumps like, started everywhere, and you're like i have to clean up this heavy metal now this is the worst uh but no i mean i was always a giant yeah giant dweeb like as as a little kid i liked school you know like i liked learning stuff so you were more of the academic you were more of the nerd than... i was definitely a nerd. like i didn't i'll tell you like i didn't uh like watch cartoons or read comic books really as a kid mm-hmm. um I read like a lot of like fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Um, like was, was it Lloyd Alexander? Am I getting that name right? I'm I'm digging that up. The Possibly. Black Black Cauldron. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a movie, like an sure. animated movie they made out of it. I read all of his books. Creepy I read, ass movie. Yeah, like sort of like an animated Dark Crystal <laughs> yeah. kind of setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like um like Tom Swift, you mm-hmm. sort of like boy adventure sci-fi. Yeah. And uh and like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and all like you know Sherlock Holmes, all that kind of stuff. Like I read a lot, but. I didn't. I've. I have never, in my life, owned a video game system. I've owned a computer, obviously. And really, like computer games. And I've. I mean, I've played video games at like other people's houses. Right, right. But, but you I've never owned never, a console. I, I didn't own a Game Boy as a kid. I didn't do the portable stuff either. I was like, I have enough of it at home. Okay. <laughs> I have to take a break when I leave yeah. my house. No, like I, I, my exposure to Pokemon is secondhand in every sense. Wow. Uh, and I didn't like. I started reading comic books as an adult. You know, like as you started reading you know, like graphic novel type stuff and then got into superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the maybe the first one, the first one I have a memory of reading is was like in high school and my friend lent me his copy of The Dark Knight Returns. That is a big entry for yeah. a lot of people into comic books. Like my friend started talking about it and I was like, what do you, I don't even know. Like, I mean, right. I knew who Batman was. Right, like, right. Like, I wasn't <laughs> oblivious to the most famous pop culture like logo in history. Right. But I didn't, I didn't know shit about Batman. And uh, and they were like, you got to read this book. It's amazing. And I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I my my childhood geek cred is weird. Is is weird? I would say. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been playing Magic and D and D for a, like a long time. Yeah, me too. Um, or, well, not Magic. I was a D and D guy, but I played uh, I played Spellfire, which was the Dungeons and Dragons branded card game oh like ccg yeah yeah that i see i didn't even know about that oh yeah boy scouts was like my big like dungeons and dragons and spellfire nice and there are some people that played magic but we were like we play the official D card game thank oh, you very man. much oh man <laughs> that isn't gonna did, is that that's not still in production i, I doubt mean, it that, like, i doubt I'm, it i still have all my cards though yeah that which are which are probably either worth absolutely nothing or worth like freaky amounts <laughs> i'm gonna go with nothing well because there's no but there's no <laughs> copies of them right. you know like if you have if you have the beatles white album no one gives a shit right right like, they sold plenty of them but if you have like <laughs> like paul mccartney's first unreleased bootleg solo thing like yeah. okay now we're t- you know yeah, yeah, if no yeah. one listened to it it's worth money right so 
Yeah, spell. I don't know who's I looking for my see... Driz Duard and like <laughs> <laughs> Ranger. Card. Not that you still remember the names or anything. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, I would love to see the art on those. I would love to see what those look like. It, it's the same thing as you'd have in like the uh, the manuals for all the oh, like so... the monsters manuals and all that stuff. It was the same art. Was it based on a certain edition? They had. I, I played three point five mostly. Okay, I played second edition mostly. Okay, and... God, you're so old. <laughs> He said, "He said, as his like white beard grew in upon exposure to the new character generators that they have online. Have you seen this shit? Have no. you seen? They have. There's so like what edition are they even on now? You like can't fourth or fifth or the, something. I, I think they're playtesting five. I'm not sure. Yeah, but this you could. You, I'm about to hit you with with a quote that you could definitely crop and make me sound like a real <laughs> asshole. There's too many goddamn races. Yeah, exclusively referring to D and D. Yes, be very clear about that. But you right. could. You're like there's literally they made." Every like race or half race in the monster manual and stuff like playable. So level that's ridiculous. One. That's just, ridiculous. Like, get like you can just no. You can just be like a. There's like multiple kinds of underground elves and shit yeah. that you can be, and like dragon people and stuff. Just right out the right out the gate, which is I mean cool. The whole point is you should be able to do anything. But now, now you were more nerdy and sciencey than I was, so I, I'm. <laughs> I might be the idiot here, but. Even though I've spent so much time playing Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if I ever actually played it correctly. Oh, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. The math involved I, to no, do all that. Let me be very clear about something. <laughs> you roll a dice, you go, uh. If you, if you showed up at my D&D game and started talking about attacks of opportunity, yeah. we would have bullied you. Like <laughs> Somebody says Thacko and I go, I just roll the dice, man, yeah, and no, I look no, for no, a number. No, no, no. <laughs> Initiative, attack, damage, move on with your life. Yeah. Like. No, to me, to me, the whole beauty of of the only reason to play D and D, and not, you know, World of Warcraft or some mm-hmm. other digital version of yeah. what is some, some other you know computer RPG, is because you can you don't have to write code to change it. Right. You know. Right. You can do like, fucking anything. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Oh, and we did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do we want unicorns now? We don't need to buy DLC. There, there are just unicorns. Yeah. It's not in the book. It doesn't matter. We all know what a horse looks like. Now it has a thing on its face. Unicorns. We're doing Do you want to have El Phantasmo and his chicken run blasterama storm through a village? Oh, he did. Too late. <laughs> it's happening. It already happened. That yeah. was an actual thing that we did. Yeah, there's it's not there's no errors, there's no drivers to install and update, there's yeah. no money. It's 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 infinite and it's instant. It was pure imagination and yeah. it's not played nearly enough anymore (laughs) yeah yeah and i got back to creepy boat ride world all of a sudden no yeah i mean if you just if the villain turns out to be a closeted raccoon serial killer so be it (laughs) so be it we can do that i'm making a new character when i get home yeah yeah i'm sure they already have a race for that though i'm I'm sure raccoon serial killer they have so many races it's already a thing They need they need a better name for that because you you sound like a real piece of shit if you're just like the serial killer raccoon. No no no, just oh. race. They, 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 <laughs> like like the fact that they call them races is like I mean right. it, it, it makes sense to a certain extent, but it is there's there's a there's a PhD thesis to be written on the like ethnocentrism behind <laughs> role playing. Is it bad that I always still used a human, <laughs> like, <laughs> or that the human was always drawn as white? Like right, is that right. what that's that's more what I'm getting at? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you ever play any of the spin-off games? Like not necessarily Dungeons and Dragons itself, but they had so many RPGs based on other franchises out there. Like there was a Star Wars one. Mm. There was a Teenage Ninja Turtles one. No, are they all were they all like 
well, I guess back then it might have been TSR or whatever. I was going to say. I Wizards don't know if they were put out by them officially, but I mean, it was based. It was a lot less complicated. No, they just I, gave you the the guidebook essentially, and yeah. you kind of went off on that. So there, there was even more freedom and anarchy. Yeah, no, I I was strictly three point five. We played D twenty Modern a couple times. I remember, yeah. which was sweet, but never really got much momentum there. Um, but you know, it's the same property basically. It's just yeah. like, oh, we have guns now. Sweet. <laughs> now we have guns. See, that's another thing I want to do too. Is just we need like modern D and D group, like bring it back, and it's not enough people a, play anymore. Well, it's I mean, there's a lot of people playing, but it's I mean, it, it, the same problems it's exist now. It's time consuming, yeah. and and it's multiple person dependent. Right. You know, it's one that's thing to spend killer. four hours of your day doing something. Yeah. You're in charge to get however many adults in heavy quotations together to play a single thing for four hours. Yeah. Put their phones down, like. You know, it's impossible. The only time I ever get people together is when I put microphones in front of their faces. So. Yeah, exactly. We should, <laughs> Everything should has to right be now. framed in a podcast. Exactly, form. exactly. <laughs> so, um, Tom, we're really worried about you. Uh, I think that this drinking has gone past the point of social. Recorded intervention. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just everyone's got <laughs> like a, a microphone plugged in. I want to hear that. I'm so sorry. I'm just too scared to stop. Just like, can you edit that out? (laughs) Yeah. Can we can we turn that thing off? Nope. The recorder stays on. That'd be the best. That'd be the best. So your geek stuff didn't start until much later. It was purely academic for a while, and then you said you started reading comics in high school. Or I mean, I would say the magic cards and D and D stuff started relatively early. That's that's middle school, maybe. So not like the the mass media geek stuff, really. Yeah, I would I would say. If, if if we'd make a distinction between like pop culture mm-hmm. and and then like other dweebiness, yeah, I would say the 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 other. I like they use dweeb. Up. That's a word that's kind of fallen away over it, time. I, I think it it gets it like because like there were kids who played magic who weren't like good at school or whatever, right? I, which was great, you know, it meant hanging out with different kids that hung out with in class or whatever. People you could beat, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes yes, sometimes no. Some of them had some of them. Uh, you know, got into like deck building from online very oh, quickly yeah, yeah. and things and that, you know, okay, you bought a time spiral. I don't know what to do with that. I'm still getting <laughs> booster packs on my allowance, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know how they say Monopoly was taught or was developed to like teach kids the evils of capitalism yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Magic's a lot better at that, I would say. <laughs> Cause everyone's still playing the same goddamn game. Monopoly is still a fair game, right. you know, right, right, starting right. out. Uh, Magic, sometimes you just show up and someone bought a bigger dick than you brought, you know? Yeah. It's just like, oh, you have all these dragons. Magic was the early paying for experience points, exactly, like in your app exactly. before. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. The um, like microtransactions yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the business model is pay microtransactions. Yeah, pay to win. Um, no, so yeah, I would I would just I would separate dweebiness from from geekiness. I mean, people have these debates all the time. It's yeah. just it's just uh, I think it's a good word. I think it gets at the it phonetically gets at the like punchability it of the individual that yeah, way, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like like geek sounds more like a like a uh sort of an ethnic slur so to speak <laughs> yeah uh and and dweeb is just like look at this fucking dweeb the word know? itself looks yeah. so brittle <laughs> yeah you you picture the glasses and the hunched posture and yeah. the meanness you know uh the letters are even just holding like arms yeah, up yeah, and yeah, the W is like, nah. <laughs> and the E's are like laughing. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> now we're anthropomorphizing this word, which is a very dweeby thing to do, uh, but accurate. Yeah, so I, I would say the dweebiness was just right out the bat, mm-hmm. you know, Legos and everything. Um, but then, 
no, I absolutely am like a like a movie theater comic book fan for sure. Yeah, like a like a like when I go into Kamikaze and stuff, I'm I'm a poser there in that sense. Yeah, you know, like I have. I have no knowledge of Aquaman, you know, like to Wants say that I'm right. Okay. Now we're going to open that whipping, <laughs> whipping boy phenomenon, but you know, you could, you could go way more esoteric or even, sure. even way bigger. Like I didn't watch the X-Men's cartoon. That's X-Men's. crazy. I refer to them as the X-Men's. <laughs> the X-Men's. The X-Men's. <laughs> You're familiar with uh, Charles Xavier and his X-Men's? I have so little respect for them that I'm not even going <laughs> to apply the proper, <laughs> the, the proper conjugation. Proper grammar or anything. Yep. Pluralization or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Los X-Men's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I only know what I see on TV, so to speak. Yeah. Um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And what I, you know, get from exposure to all my friends who are addicted to that and sure like have animal man tattoos and things yeah um <laughs> not to like speaking of deep cuts yeah 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 right uh but yeah i don't know i would i would say like my i'm i'm intimidated by like comic books in mm-hmm. the sense especially if we're talking like long-running superhero franchises sure. never mind the cost just the time investment to get caught up or like have any sense of what's going on. Yeah. To have any context. I'm like, I'm a very context driven guy. I care about, I want to have the whole story. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. And with comic books, you, you kind of don't. No, you, know? you I mean, never like, can because they never rewrite can. it all the time too. They, yeah. They, I mean, they keep changing things and retconning things and rebooting things. But also, even if you just like, like I want, like the first thing when I started getting into Batman a little bit, you know, I, I, I got some more comics after the Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. and I, you know, the movies came out and like, as I started, as Batman started becoming more important to me as an individual, yes. it's a fucking weird thing to say out loud. To me, no. Yeah, well, right, right. Not here, I realize. <laughs> Not in this company. But we can say, like, over the average of 7 billion people. Sure. That's a weird thing to say. As I started to, like, you know, care about and enjoy Batman as, like, a, you know, property or whatever, mm-hmm. as, a, as a character, I was like, well, I should, I should start at the beginning, you know, like, I should. And then, right. like, I'm looking at, like, have they released archives and things like that can you just can you go ahead and buy all the batman can you right. do that <laughs> which ones of? do you want uh all, all of them, them? <laughs> all of the batman please all of the batmans <laughs> um but yeah i mean like as you know i mean it, 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 it sounds naive for me to even say now right but like it's, it's basically impossible it's impossible you kind of yeah. can't um and that 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 triggers like an ocd-ness in me mm. that makes me not want to get invested to a certain extent that explains to me why you don't play games a lot too yeah i mean like i'm never gonna start playing final fantasy right that's not happening like i imagine if you played skyrim you would just not stop until it was all consumed and then you have no life and then no i'd food be dead and, yeah yeah no no no. i mean it would take forever um yeah my friend my I, the guy i was living with before i moved into this new place got skyrim totally sweet like yeah. immediately awesome i was like when i it's saw like him D&D play it, come to life yeah no it's it, i mean a masterpiece of like human technology yeah yeah uh that i i had absolutely no interest in like actually playing right um because like you said the scope of it is so crazy and like you know as like a first pass you have to play the game three times yeah you know yeah. just just to get started uh so that that's like the, you know i don't have i don't have that kind of time so i just freak out right i'm just like nope I'm go read one book that has a beginning, middle, and end. Do you read comics a lot then, or does that still just shy you away from it? I I like to read, uh, you know, like one-offs and short series. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, something on the scale of like Why the Last Man, sure, or what you know, like a like a 
uh, what I would call a mainstream indie comic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the term would be. You know, like, like, like a mean. flagship Dark Horse or Image series sure. where it runs over ten to twenty. Uh, you know, like trades or whatever mm-hmm. that that's manageable to me on like a financial and time and mental level. Right. And there's so many good ones. That's where I would, you know, say I get my comic work done. Yeah. You know, like I've got, uh, I can, I could go grab and show to you uh, the signed saga print that I just got. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I give a shit about saga got in at the ground level. It's very new. Uh, it's perfect, mm-hmm. which helps. But then I know it's not going to run for 30 years or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. And then get, like, rebooted in some sort of hyper-dimensional nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not going to be some crisis on infinite sagas. <laughs> I remember the first time I asked someone to explain the idea of, like, the crises mm-hmm. to Oh, my me. God, yeah. That is just a can of worms. It it felt like sitting in some of the physics classes that I, like, struggled to pass in college yeah. where I was just like, oh, what you're saying is magic. You know, like right. you're using other words and you're drawing calculus symbols, but right. what you mean is because I fucking tell you, you know, there's like, t- like these are the rules of the universe that we've set up and but then break whenever we want. Exactly. And it, 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 it abstracts any like emotional investment that I could put into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if Batman, if Superman doesn't actually die, it's hard to, it's hard to care ever. When, when you've you know? established that you can actually do anything. Right, 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 right. What stops you from doing it. Right, right. Yeah. Time travel, clones, extra dimensions, whatever. It, it basically means there's no, there's no consequence. Right. Um, and so that, that's another, I don't know, inhibitor to me getting into like, you know, your, your long running superhero sure, franchises, sure. pick your favorite. Um, I have a I have a joke that I will obviously not just do, but like <laughs> I will allude to is a thing I've I've thought about. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones for me. I've, I have I don't watch the TV show. I've read all the books. Okay, because uh, I'm that kind of dweeb. Yeah, I'd uh, be the opposite. I'd be yeah. like, you want to know what I like about the show? No reading. No and reading. I know that's somebody else's bet. Like not. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't even know. I I would like to think I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be self congratulatory and say I've matured to the point where I can accept both as valid entertainment yeah. options. <laughs> You know, we're talking about fictional Vikings humping dragons. Right, right. Enjoy it the way you want. You know, this isn't the Talmud. Like, just fucking, are you having fun? You watching the dragon stuff? Dragons. Yeah. It's just dragons. Everybody dragons, more dragons. You want to read it, you want to watch it, you want to write fanfic, go for it. You know, like, engage with the material however you want. Uh, Personally, I like reading them. So, like, I read read all the books, and I don't think I'm, I'm spoiling anything for anyone at this point when I say that, like, the world's rules start changing mm-hmm. and loosening over the course of the plot magic becomes more undeniably present undeath spells prophecy yep. like it started out it was just medieval and now it's fucking fantasy right you know right and as he's loosened those rules sometimes i'm i'm on board with it mm-hmm. and sometimes it just feels like he wrote himself into a corner or and he wants this to, to happen out. yeah and like and and it you know, for me, like death is a big one. Yep. If you're gonna have people come back from the dead in any form, you gotta you gotta set that up early. That has to be like if if that just happens several thousands of pages right, into the right. story with little to no context. The or, seeds like, of explanation that possibility had to be had to be planted somewhere. early. Sure. Uh, you know, like it, uh, an example of doing it right for me 
would uh, have you read uh, Patrick Rothfuss? The, I've like, read nothing the, ever. Oh, <laughs> unless oh, it's in comic book form, much, I have not read how it. How much? How much uh, space do you have on that recorder for me to just go <laughs> off right now? Oh, Can no. you record the sound of me jerking it to these books into the microphone? <laughs> so what, what books are we talking about? Uh, so the. The I believe the trilogy is called the King Killer Chronicle, and I say trilogy. The third one has not yet come out yet. Oh, okay. Um, but he's a he's a young enough man that hopefully it will. You know, it's there's not, a good chance it's been sent to me, and um, it's like sitting on a floor in my room because I, I just will, get books sent to me. If 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 you weren't <laughs> so much bigger and stronger than me, I would just put you in my room right now because they're both in there. And when you when you could you know tell me you've read them all, I'd let you out. Like, I will keep an eye out on the press releases for the author name for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Patrick Rothfuss is the author. Uh, for those of you listening at home, if you haven't read The Name of the Wind, you have more fucking homework. Get to work. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's the best. I would I would describe it as uh, Harry Potter if he wasn't a bitch. Mm. It's basically interesting. It's I, I mean, there's way more going on there. Yeah. Uh, but the first book in particular is young man without spoiling anything, orphaned, and and ends up at a magical school. Okay. Um, but it's that's that's not even a summary, you know. Mm. That's that's like one piece of a big puzzle, just to make the Harry Potter fans go, "Oh, I want more of that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I'm sure, like, in a, I'm sure his manager or or agent or whatever uh, an author has. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure his pimp <laughs> pitches it as such. Right. It's mature Harry Potter, but like that grossly undersells what's going on in the mm-hmm. book. The point is the the point that I was going to try and make is that over the course of that whole first book there's like a recurring it's it's a joke basically about how there are no and i'm not gonna tell you what kind of monster but there's no monsters in your brain substitute zombie werewolf dragon whatever you want sure there's no mystical creature of this type in the world and like all the academics are like yeah that's just a fairy tale it's not a thing like there's like a recorded inspiration for why it is but that's not actually what happened and then uh, at the end of or like near the end of the book yeah it turns out they are in fact real. Yeah. Uh, and because he's like sort of harped on it a few times about how it's not a thing, when it becomes a thing, you don't go, oh, this is bullshit. Right. You're like, oh, snap, they were all wrong. Like you care about it in a good way. Sure. Rather than just being like, wait, bitches are coming back from the dead now? Like that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a tough thing to handle. You know, I don't. I I didn't write Game of Thrones. I can't really throw shade, but like <laughs> that, the wheels are coming off sometimes, and it. I'm curious to see whether he can land this thing. Yeah. At the end of the seventh, or is that know, how many it's set for? I I believe Game of Thrones is set for seven okay. books, and and from what I understand, uh, HBO the show mm-hmm. is gonna start. Surpa- is going to go past yeah, where the books are. They're catching up and they're, surpassing. Well, they're, well, they're going to ca- they're catching up, but they made like I think as part of the contract, they said to Martin, they were like, "If you die or if the books get delayed or whatever, we're running this show straight through right. and we're ending it. So you give us the material." He's given them oh. canon summaries, is my understanding. Like, like, like the seventh book is written in the sense that, right. like, so I, like before he knows the books how it's come out, end. the the show's going to start doing stuff sh- that's going to be an upcoming. Books. Exactly. Like, if you've read the books right now, you're ahead of where the show is. Holy, that's going to flip, is my understanding. That's unheard of. You, fact check me on that before, like, put a big editor's note in. I, I, Matt no, I just read <laughs> the press release or whatever, but that's my understanding. I remember hearing things like that. Yeah. So that does make sense. I think within a year or whatever, it's unprecedented in the field. It's it's super weird. Yeah. It it, it freaks me out and i like i do like as a book snob like i said you know book show whatever and i I do mean that but like 
as someone who has personally gone team book and like always will yeah like like that's that that bothers me in a little bit you know because you like, watch the show too or? i don't i've, I've seen a, a like two episodes okay. secondhand you know my friend's watching it here or whatever uh and it's i mean it's clearly like you know made with love and care mm-hmm. um they're not like cashing in on it or whatever like hbo's doing it for real do you um, just not like consuming it that way or does it clash with the world you have built up in your head i, I would just say more it's a it's a matter of time where if i if i have time to read a story mm-hmm. so to speak or like get a story in my brain okay. in some way, consume some story, I'm going to go for the new one every time. Yeah. I'm not going to read a thing and then, in general, watch a whole TV show. You know, I'll go and see the movie. Because you already ate that meal. Because so. I, already, I already ate that exactly. Sure. F- given the time commitment, um, you know, I could, I could, I could read so many more new stories mm. versus, like, you know, go see a two-hour movie just because you read the comics or whatever. That's I think different. that's one of the reasons I actually watch things more than read because the physical process of reading for me is frustrating mm. not not for any i don't know why i mean i You're just not like dyslexic or whatever. no no i'm just one of those people that like i could be in the middle of a page and then all of a sudden I'm three pages later i'm like what the fuck happened like and i'll have to flip back because i don't even know mm-hmm. what i just like kind of went through robotically yeah, yeah, and yeah didn't take in so watching the movie or the tv show is actually less time for me than right, reading right, right, the book right. so and i can just focus on it so much easier yeah to put it on your world, it's like exercise. The best exercise is the one that you will do your whole life. You know, right. if, if exercise isn't fun for someone, whatever it is, whatever game they're playing, sport they're training for, actual exercise they're doing, if it if it's not fun, it'll never be a lifelong thing. Exactly. So like, yeah, you gotta you gotta get the stories in the way you can. And I think it's dope that we live in, so to speak, the golden age of like nerd TV and movies. Oh, exactly absolutely. for that reason. Yeah. Because like, think about all the kids who are gonna go see you know, insert comic book linchpin title here mm-hmm. and then go out and, and get the comics because of it and, you know, or not and just engage with the character in some new way. Yeah. You know, make a... Do they still have the the Marvel MMO going? Is that... that? Oh, I don't know, actually. Out? You know what I'm talking about, I do, right? I do. The, they had the... Uh, there's like Mar. Uh, what is it? Uh, the free one? Is that what you mean? The uh, maybe there's like a Marvel Heroes or Super Heroes. There's like a free MMO it's, going it, on. It's it, it came out way after there was like City of Heroes and yeah. City of and Villains. then there was the DC Universe Online one that's right. going on too. That's ongoing. Yeah. My point is, you know, all the kids these days there. are gonna are gonna engage with these characters. Yeah. These myths, whatever you want to call them, in in new ways, and the movies are just gonna help that. Right. So like. You know, to me, I have no patience for the like stereotypical comic book store guy where he's just like, man, I didn't even read the books. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, fuck it. It's Spider-Man. You know, again, <laughs> like it's these are not holy texts. Yeah. These are cool stories. Do you so, have like, any sense of elitism uh, in, in the geek world in the sense that I was here first and mm, oh, or are you sure. just like everybody come play in my uh, world? In, oh, so from that standpoint, like, yeah, I, I, I want everyone to come play in this world yeah. all the time, you yeah. know, like. I don't think I, I don't I don't defend it as turf. I don't think I only think that that like forgive me for getting evangelical. I only think humanity gets better as more people share more stories. Right. Oh, yeah. And I also think geek culture specifically just benefits from having more people, more money, more attention, more different ideas. More people that I get my references in and, the comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and, and more diversity in every sense of that word, sure. whether that's gender, race, economic background, language, nationality personality type like it only it only helps to have more people caring about batman right you know we're only going to get more and better batman out of that yeah and so 
I I have I have like weird snobbish tendencies about certain nerd things mm-hmm. or things that I consider myself like an expert on, so yeah. to speak. But my only my only desire is still to share that, you know? Right. Like right. if I see you playing Pokemon, like the card game, yeah. I'm gonna be a dick and be like, you should play magic because I I care <laughs> about magic and I think it's the best one and sure. whatever. But but it's out of love. You want to share exactly. your, what you I love. Want, I want you to play magic with me, you right, know, right. so to speak. Uh, and like, I don't know if the, I can think of another example. Well, I saw when I was driving here today, I passed a black car that had a Batman license plate on the front, the, the logo. Yeah. And then the he had a vanity plate on the back that said B-A-T-T-M-N because clearly someone oh. else in Massachusetts already had Batman. Sure, sure. And part of me was like, that's cool. And part of me was like, fuck that guy. I'm Batman. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like defend the turf. Yeah. But no, I, I saw this is only this is more related to the the original point of like everyone needs to come and yeah, play yeah. i saw a it was like a battered pickup truck it was like it was in rough shape it was one of the old like i think of them as the terminator model toyotas okay. like a toyota it's like a t100 or the yeah, t80 yeah. Or they're like they, they literally are they're like they have the terminator you know like uh model numbers for yeah, their yeah. model number it's old like plastic ass beat up toyota pickup truck and in the in the rear window there was a bumper sticker that said Battlestar Galactica yep. and it had the like you know ship design in there yeah and then on the other side it said National Rifle Association <laughs> and i just love the idea that there's like like a like a like a gun nut you know right. like for lack of a better less pejorative term <laughs> just like someone who is like politically in, into guns and and you know drives a pickup truck and everything that whole stereotype who's also just like yeah Fucking Battlestar Galactica all day. <laughs> That's all the guy day. who's just sitting in his basement, cleaning his gun, watching Battlestar, just like yeah. jerking off to the thought of like, someday we're going to have those blasters. Someday we're going <laughs> to yeah. have those blasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me a robot to shoot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that person is like mentally healthy. No. I'm just no, saying no, that no. like, yeah, everyone needs to come and play. Right. You know? Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's awesome. I'm the same. I want everyone to come play in the geek world. But at the same time, I want people to respect the fact that I uh, I was a pioneer yeah, and oh, yeah, paved yeah, yeah. the way for them to you, be here. You don't, you don't want all the bullying to have been for naught. No, I know? sacrificed so that you <laughs> could be in this world with me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> respect was, the elders. Respect the elders. <laughs> that's all. That's all. In whatever that's form all they for. come. Yeah, no, no, no. That I mean, that makes sense. And like... I mean, it's that way with any subculture, right? Where if, right. You, if you've been in it for a long time, you want that to carry some weight. You want people to recognize yeah. some sense of authority. It's a very human tendency. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just like, nah, man. It, Christopher Nolan doesn't make those movies with a billion dollars behind them without a lot of non-nerds showing up and exactly. caring, you know? Yeah. Or like what we would conventionally define as a non-nerd, making right. our quotes here. When uh, you have Marvel and DC setting movie schedules out through 2020 right right blocking this shit out like it was like it was a five-year plan yeah literally yeah yeah no that doesn't that doesn't happen uh without without mainstream love and then you know we get guardians of the galaxy out of it right um which Which is fucking amazing yeah god it it (laughs) the number of times i had to like not bro cry do you know? Is everyone at home familiar with the bro cry, where like you 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 tighten up a little bit, and there's like the single the single like wetness at the corner. It's not even a tear yet. The number of times I had to fight back the bro cry, yeah, 
in that film. Basically, anytime Groot talked was just like just too many feelings, just too many. <laughs> Groot was the best. He's they, the best. Oh. They someone someone looked at the Ents and went all the time. Yeah, you know, like why are like who gives a shit about these tiny little Irish halfling people? And, and let's throw eyes on him like he's Boo in Monsters Inc. Yeah, exactly. But, like, what the you know, fuck? What's Disney character design template from like the thirties yes. or whatever, where it's like everyone loves babies. Let's make them all babies. Yeah, baby Ent. Yeah, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> Biggest Where is scene my in any movie all year. Yeah, all year. Pay me, baby, and <laughs> you're welcome. Merchandising. Yeah, I already pre-ordered Dancing Baby Group Funko Pops. Like I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's those. That check writes itself. That's amazing. <laughs> do they do they have those? Is that a thing? December. They're coming out. <laughs> they're, no, I'm not kidding. I pre-ordered oh, 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 them. Okay. They legitimately <laughs> oh, are I, on my credit card. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, um, I'll be right back, everybody. I have a thing I need to go do. I'll be in my bunk. Um, <laughs> No, that's the best. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and and let's be clear that Guardians of the Galaxy is a deep cut in a lot of regards mm-hmm. and is like a way tougher pitch. Like you could you could debate which was like the first big breaker of 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 this generation of comic book movies. Right. I mean, but you... they even started kind of deep cut going if they're talking Marvel and Iron Man. I mean, he wasn't mm. in the forefront. He was a known character, but not. To people, but he's an the easy mainstream. pitch. He's a handsome billionaire in a robot suit. True, and be like he's kind of like Batman with a cool suit. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, he's 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 an easy pitch, even if you don't know that he's based on a comic book. Right. You know what I mean? Like they would make if if there was no Iron Man comic books, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you just drafted Iron Man as a character, and you were like, "Hey, we want to make this action adventure movie." You could get meetings with that. Right, I would think. right. It's a it's a pitchable idea. Handsome white dude fights evil terrorists in a robot suit. Right, you know, right. Inspector Gadget for the post nine eleven world. You know, <laughs> right, like right. that 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 check writes itself as right. well. But like, you start with Spider Man, Batman, Iron Man, so mm-hmm. to speak, and and it's only. I mean, when when was the first? When was the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man? Was it? It was two thousand one or two. One, I'm gonna say I, one or two. One sounds right because uh, they were editing things out of it might have been i believe they took shots of the twin towers yeah out. that that you're right i remember that being a new yeah. story so we'll, we'll call it 2002 yeah. or three and and i mean when was batman begins it was 2004 if i get this Would wrong we... people are gonna jump down yeah, my yeah, throat. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right we'll edit this out it's, the people listening at home are gonna hear it was in 2004 like a totally different voice like a text-to-speech 2004 Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, am, am I right in in pointing to the first Spider Man as like the first big one? It was definitely one of the large ones. I mean, I credit as far as uh, mainstreaming indie stuff, though. Maybe like Blade was mm, kind but, of the first one that said, "Look at what we can do. This is a comic book property, and it's huge." That's true. And it didn't it didn't break out like Spider Man or anything, but Spider Man was already. I mean, everybody knows Spider Man. I guess. I guess that's what I'm saying. Is that like. Like if you were like I really like if 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 in 1999 you were like I really like Spider Man, mm-hmm. everyone would have gone like Hut, what a nerd, right? If you had said like Oh, I really like Blade, they'd been like Who the fuck is Blade? Or, or Oh, from those movies, you right. know what I mean? Like Blade isn't a comic book character to people who don't read the comic books. Right. Does that like, make sense? Blade, The Crow, those were all kind of movies. But that the, were... but that's like to me that's like basing the 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 business model there 
had nothing to do with the comic books. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, right, right, and the right. Reputation, like, they, like they were making a movie. When they made Blade, they're like, we're going to make this movie and sell this movie to people assuming they don't know who the fuck Blade is. Right. Part of the part of the success and 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 business of the comic book movie is that it's like everyone even if you don't read the comics knows who Superman is. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? The Blade wasn't recognizable. Right. So like like for sure like they they use the source material but like Blade or Spawn or whatever isn't a comic book movie to me in that sense. Right. Okay, that makes sense. It is literally sure. obviously a comic book character right, right. movie. Right, right. I see what you're saying. But that wasn't that wasn't part of the pitch. Right. No, at no point were they like, we have this built-in market of the hardcore fans and there's the recognizability. They were yep. like, this is a movie about a dude stabbing vampires. Motherfuckers will pay to see right, what right. stab a vampire. So yeah, it probably was Spider-Man then to so, yeah, really I mean, like, kind of start that trend. Of like... This is a comic book movie. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. With all the connotations therein. Yeah. So if, if you start there, the actual original point from 15 minutes ago, <laughs> as we went through like the IMDb history here... You start with Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, and how much time does it take to get to Guardians of the Galaxy? Before right. Guardians, because Guardians of the Galaxy, without 13 years of billion-dollar movies, right. Nobody's doesn't going get to made. see it. In 2001, yeah. if you're like, okay, we have this movie. It's based on a comic book. Uh, there's like a talking robot raccoon and a plant dude. <laughs> like, they're just throwing you out the door. Yeah. As, you know. Like, like oh, no, that's adorable. Get yeah, out of here. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, that, you're, oh, you're and it's done. a space opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know how, like, in Star Wars... What if it was just Chewbacca? <laughs> Dude, are we on board with this yet? We take Chewbacca, we make him small. We make a tiny Chewbacca. <laughs> He's kind of sassy. All right, no, no, we're done. You know, like that. That doesn't. Right. That doesn't work. Right. Um, and like, have a large section of the movie be a tie-in to like Thanos and like reality gem. Like if you start if you start using these terms in in pitch meetings in two thousand one, like that no movie's getting made. Yeah. The fact so, to me that each movie now is almost like a trade paperback is just amazing. Yeah. Like it's the like fact a that we live in a world on... where Guardians of the Galaxy is a great standalone movie, and yet at the same time it's moving a larger story forward. Right. That's unbelievable. We're getting we're getting the comic book, the way that comic book storytelling works on the big screen. Right. And that's what's amazing. Well, we're getting it from Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel is getting it. Yeah. Which makes let's me not, sad. Let's not kick uh, open that. Because my boy's on the other side. but Right. Well, but I mean, all right. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, I, you've probably already talked about this on the podcast. You have probably. editing software; it doesn't matter. I'm cu- <laughs> I'm curious as a human being to hear how you feel about the upcoming Justice League. I'm Zack Snyder. So afraid. Yeah. Okay. I'm so afraid. Okay. Because Man of Steel got so many things wrong. It was was a trash fire. Yeah. Let's go ahead and describe I, it. As I love shit. love Zack Snyder visually. Really. He can create some amazing visual things, even though I think he tends to go a little too dark and high contrasty. I would agree with that. He has some good ideas as to how action t- should take place, not how much there should be. Yeah. Because Man of Steel is nothing but action. Right. But I don't, I'm worried about his grasp of the characters. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just worried about him as a, as a storyteller. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I don't remember the last time. I saw a Zack Snyder movie and was like, this is a cool story. Right. You know? None of them. Like, even Watchmen, like, it was, right. all, it was all right. He took one of the best stories. <laughs> and, and did okay with it. Right. You know? Which that should to me be a given. doesn't say he can weave together three linchpin characters and 
maybe some new ones that they're teasing right into like a coherent two-hour no rival Avengers, especially when they're talking about how many are going to pop their heads into this movie yeah even I mean, if it's just looking around a corner and seeing a guy he still yeah. has to distract us for a minute i don't think he can deal with all those distractions and still get us where we need yeah. to go if spider-man 3 had had all of those characters <laughs> also been characters people actually care about like right, hey, right, all the spider-man right. fans are like fuck you <laughs> you know if if, if you're going to do spider-man 3 again with everyone's favorite characters yeah. like that that's a nightmare yeah there's no just from a writing and like editing standpoint there's no i'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do the sinister six movie they've proposed a Is movie that... based on the villains okay i mean a good idea to say the least like, right like a like a like worth the top of the whiteboard villain movie right i'm on board that's a great idea but it makes it so much more complicated than a hero movie and yeah now you have six of them (laughs) right right (laughs) what yeah i mean you can't unless you want to go ahead and do what they are doing with the avengers where they all have their solo acts Mm -hmm. so that then you have something to work off which we've seen three of them already now in spider-man 2 amazing spider-man 2 oh i I'll be super honest. I haven't seen the two new Don't amazing ones. That's that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, and I and this I, is all going to be part of the same universe too. So okay, that's probably not encouraging for you. Yeah. Well, I I, I support the idea. Uh, who are the Sinister Six, canon wise? By the way, for my benefit, uh, it, it's one of those teams that's kind of morphed. Oh, so it's like people at have come times. in and out. But I mean, you get who's like, generally identified. You get like Sandman and Rhino and. Uh, sometimes okay. Green Goblin or Hobgoblin right. or Doc Ock, the Vulture. So they're, they're Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, villains. they're like his main rogues gallery. Okay, yeah. his uh, gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't yeah. sure if they, you know if they're if Loki gets cycled oh. into that or something <laughs> right, like right, that. Right. I'm really outing myself here as yeah, a it's pretty much comic book Spider-Man villains, almost always led by Doc Ock or like Kingpin having okay. some hand in it. Okay, Magneto doesn't show up. No, no. Um, cool. Well, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah, I support it, but you like the logistics of it are a nightmare. Exactly, you, you can't you can't do that in two hours. No, that's not gonna. That's not a good movie. That's a that's a plan. That's a strategy. Yeah, the way they did with the Avengers. Exactly. Um. So if they if they want to do that, I'll watch those movies. But <laughs> I, I cringe every time, and yet I'm still gonna give them my money. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> right. 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 We talk about this like yeah, like we're not gonna go see it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So we're at a good place to start wrapping it up. Okay. Um, what do you want to promote? Uh, oh, your man. personal social media? Is you active on the? I'm not. The stuff? I'm, I I'm a I'm a grumpy old man when it comes to social media. I have a Facebook out of necessity. Yep. I have a Twitter. I like to watch. I don't post much. Yep. Uh, I do not Instagram. I have a dumb phone. Instagram's my favorite. Yeah. Of all of them. Really? Because it's just well, you're, it's you're so a visual simple. guy. Yeah, and it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> it's brilliant. Put the picture. Look at the picture and move on. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> There's no words. Kids these days they hate words. Yeah. You're not gonna make money with words. Like throws like a <laughs> has like a like a cardboard sign that says words question mark, throws it across the meeting room. Everyone's just like, what is this guy talking about? He's crazy, He's but crazy. I'm on board. Yeah. This <laughs> slow clap. Yeah, the, the the CEO or some else clap. He's starting his own slow clap. <laughs> He's starting his own <laughs> Somebody clap with me. Why is he why know. is it Super know. Mario who is doing this? Why is this a caricature <laughs> no of an idea. Italian man making this pitch? Regardless, I I don't bother social media. Um <laughs> you know, if you're if you're interested, uh Kamikaze shows will be happening 
follow Kamikaze's website and calendar for your own benefit. Right. If you're listening to this, it's going to interest you. you there's going to be stuff there you want. Um, and then, yeah, I if you want to check out something on Facebook, uh, look up the Funk Bunker, which is sort of the the big infrequently but hopefully well-produced show. We've run one of them so far. Okay. It was a big success. It was at the Davis Square Theater. Um, try to have sort of a musical theme to it. Cool. Um, and it's me and a, a, a comic named Jeff Wiles, who's uh, he's originally from Phoenix, and he, he got really good out there, and then he moved to Boston, and now we just get to have him here. And he's a super great guy, awesome. hilarious comic. Check out Jeff Wiles in any way, shape, or form you can. He's my partner in crime for the Funk Bunker. We're going to be working on the Kamikaze shows together as the lead-up to hopefully a pretty big show in the spring. Mm-hmm. Can't can't tease too much there. Um, we'll post but, stuff when, uh, when it starts yeah, coming up yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Funk Bunker, Kamikaze Calendar for your own benefit, if not my own. And uh, and other than that, just stay geeky, my friends. Coolness. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Matt for joining me. If you'd like to see everything else that we do, you can head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails with questions, comments, feedback to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks for listening, geeks. We'll be back next week with more good stuff for you. See you then. Later. Make it so.